Hello and welcome into Collection Time Only, brought to you by SoRare Data. I am Andrew Laird. You can find me as Lairdino on SoRare. Joined today by Nepenthes and Gator, ah, man, Gator Guy 231 Today to talk about something that Keith came up with yesterday. And I was like, what does that mean? And he was like, I don't know, but let's just go with it. And uh, yeah, we're going with it. I, I still say, know what it means. I, me I think I know what it means. <laughs> well, I don't actually say that. But I have something that can apply to what we claimed we were going to talk about today. Um, firstly, thank you to everybody for coming in. 93 Acres, the goat of all podcasts. Thank you very much for Ooh. those kind words. Tuggy, early time only. That's fair. Um, so we're FC Soul. So you guys plus Bob have taught me how to play Cap 240 better, explain why Cap 220 is not the same. Now I just need to know how to use an FC Soul collection to win in Cap or anything, please. So part of Keith's idea for the show, he was like, you've been talking about Cap modes all week. You might as well just like keep talking about Cap modes. And I was like, no, but okay, yeah, let's do it. Nah, sure, why not? Um, but anyway, thank you to everybody. Nep says we were late because I see the timestamp <laughs> is one minute before. Uh, in fairness, Keith was late. Um, but anyway, 859 for us. Um, so I was th thinking of this topic while I was trying to make my lineups for this weekend last night. And I think I sent, I don't know if, I don't remember if I sent a screenshot of this lineup, but I was trying to make a cap 240 team out of four of my five players from my Ren collection because I don't have a goalie from that one. And I was trying to decide if I was doing this only to like maybe have a chance of getting some money out of these stupid cards that I bought or if they were actually the right plays. And after like looking at it, I was like, okay, these are the wrong plays, but I need to make some money off these damn cards. And cap, it's certainly cap 240 is really the easiest path to know that we're making money from these cards like you can you can win cards of course and you can sell them or you could do what i do and not sell them because you don't like the price that they're selling for and then they go 50 percent less and then they're too low to sell so you just have these cards but cap 240 is where we like that's where we get what we want we want cash or eth whatever and I'm wondering if I should only play collections in cap because I know that I like there's something about building a collection where I'm like, I need to start making money from this as opposed to the other cards I buy that don't win rewards. And I'm like, that's oh, fine. They're just those are just, uh, you know, card winning lineups, which they're not. But like is is cap 240 really where should where we should be like prioritizing our collections? Yeah. Yeah, we should. In fact, since uh, you guys spoke about prioritizing cap modes first in the first place, like the 240s, I've tried that now the last two game weeks, and I'm just likely to hit threshold in like three this week. I hit in two last week, and it's like, yeah, I'm actually getting some pieces, and a lot of that comes from my collections. Like my 240 last week, I had like three of the LDU Keto guys in there, with like 14%, 16%, and 11% bonuses. And I only, I mean, actually, I think I actually got like 350 points in the end. But it was like, if one of these players tanked, it was all right because it, they got covered by all of the huge percentages. You almost get like a sixth player, almost. That's a really, so it's, 
That's a crazy half. way to think of it. Yeah, but it is. It's no, like half oh, of an extra player, isn't it? No, it's not. It's not actually that crazy because I, I think we've talked about it. I don't know if it was like LTO or here, but like if you're running into cap mode with like some 12 percenters and you get captain, like you're just taking that threshold down. Yeah. Right. It's not 280 anymore. Like I, I'm, it's way too early. I have way too much coffee left to do any math. <laughs> but um, like, that but it's lower. Worked. Like somebody, <laughs> somebody in chat, somebody in chat go. It's probably like 262 or something. But just like if you just bake in the fact that your guys immediately are not starting on 35, they're starting on 39 or 42 or whatever it is without even that cap. Like, not cap mode. The captain choice. Like, it's easier that way. It really is. But so, but I'm looking at it differently and wondering if I'm if I'm incorrectly ending up with the correct answer. But like, I'm only doing it. I don't. I don't even care about that. Not that yeah, I. Don't. You're incorrectly incorrect. No, I think I'm incorrectly correct. Like, I think I'm ending up at the spot of like, yes, I should play my collections in cat modes. But the reason I'm doing it is not because of the bonuses. It's because I'm like, that's where I can make the money back. And yeah, that's that's terrible. That's a terrible reason. Oh, no, I don't. I, don't. I, I think that as long as you're actually hitting the thresholds, I think that's a good reason because you have, like, especially in limited, you might only spend like $200 on the entire collection, maybe even less than that. And if you hit three or four thresholds with the guys that aren't your priority pieces and you pay off 10, 15, 20% of, that collection, that's fine. All right, hold on. I, I, I got to bring up this point because this is essentially what I'm hearing from you crazy people. All right. I, I've actually always had a little bit of a problem with um, the SO5 rewards page on a player because that one player is not the reason you won the award. Very often, that one player is the reason that your reward was not nearly as good. Like, we all have some crap players and we're like, oh, look at that. They were in my all-star super rare lineup that got eighth place. Not remembering that the dude got like 32. He freaking killed your opportunity at a podium. But now it's on that page. Like, look at, I got like two ETH off this guy. And it's like, no, no, no. You actually lost a lot more because he sucks. And now Laird's over here going, hey, if I put him in my cash and Beauregard pulls off 100, but I put in this dude that gets subbed in, he got 27, but now I'm feeling better because he made me a little bit of money. That's that's what I'm hearing, Laird. So I think it's different. <laughs> no, 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 honestly, I was thinking about this as I could not sleep last night. So there are basically two, two ways that people try to account for ROI on cards from rewards. It's either you total the the or you sum the the lineup total and then like whatever the point total that this one player had is like a percentage of the total and they're like all right he contributed 18 percent to this lineup and the other is just to divide by five and pretend that all of the cards are equal and i was like i actually have recently started to think at least when it comes to cat mode that you should just divide by five because it doesn't matter, not that it doesn't matter how many points each player scored, but you, if you have a L15 38 guy who scored 32, 
Obviously, he underperformed that. He was probably the lowest score in your lineup. But you could not have made that lineup without him. It's, it was impossible to enter that those five without him. So tell me why that's not the way to do it. Are you going to, when that guy, that 32, caused you to not get threshold by five points, are you going to go ahead and deduct money from him as well because he bleeped you over? Are you going to do that? I don't think his lack of five is any different than Borajo scoring 90 instead of 95. I don't think it, like, there's no difference to me. If there actually up is, short, though. They all came up short. No, no, there is because you, it's really hard to get Borgo 90. There's not a ton. There's a good amount, but there's not a ton of 90s out there that are sitting on a 58 or 60. But there is a ton of guys, 38 or under, that can outperform 32. Not from so the I just collection, didn't have maybe one, though. though. Like I, I don't I yeah. actually don't see what the difference is. Oh, for, for me, it comes down to like why have you built a collection? And when I started building into the collections, it was to try and get a 100 percent ROI on the collection. And so I'm all about that five dollars or that fifty dollars, like using these cards to, to for proof of concept that if you're new to the system, new to the game, or you want something a little bit like easier to, to play, like it because it is easier to play with collections in SO5 rather than having a mass of players, especially collections that play for the same team still, unlike your Ren collection and like my Barcelona collection. But I'm like, yeah, if you can prove that you get 100% return on investment, then you can apply that up a tier across a different division. Like, so for me, even just scraping those $5, those you know, in the Premier League thing, you know, the $8, the, well, I won two of them this week, the $11 ones. And I had collections, my Arsenal, that Arsenal collection that I bought off auction house the other week that you laughed at me about, Laird. Yeah, that's earned me like £25 back. It's, it's incredible. It's paid off a good, like, I don't know, 12% of the whole collection. From thresholds or yeah. from card wins also? From, th- from the Premier League threshold thing. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, the cash thing, yeah. Oh, now that's so more okay. Money. Here we go. Wait, <laughs> hold on, hold on. Let's not let Nep success then all of a sudden make Laird think that what he's doing is okay. Hold on, because <laughs> Nep, no, no. Go ahead, go ahead. Defend yourself. Defend yourself. I'm, I'm going to let Ben do it. He said you have to account for the fact that the bad player lets you play the good player who scored more, and that the bad player's value is allowing you to fit more points in elsewhere for the high upside guy. But. So when it, when you don't hit threshold because the bad player was awful and you only played him because of your collection, the only reason you have him is because of your collection, and is it his fault or is it Borgo's fault that he didn't get 100? He only got 95. I, I think you're – I mean, you just said, like, 90s don't happen that often. So, like, why are we throwing 90s at one guy? Because – because Borgo's like, over he here, he could no, have Borg, Borgo's over here taking all of your bums on his back and lifting them, and you're and like putting up huge games, and you're sitting over here going, "Oh, you know my 38 guy only got 32. That's because he sucks. Like it's okay." So if I'm just defending him, <clears throat> who am I blaming? Well, I thought I thought Terrier was really good. He's oh, recently well, back from really good. Yeah, oh, Terrier he's come back from injury. Oh, okay. He's the, he has matchup. been the absolute perfect cat mode guy. Yeah, no, he's been great. But again, we're using the the example 
Sorry, speaking of cat mode, and Keith and I talked about this the other day. This is what players who come back from injury look like. So when everyone's like, hey, let's jam in. Sorry, Tuggy. Let's jam in Yari Versharon in his first game back. Like, all right, you're going to get nine. Yeah. And then 24. And then, like, this is what outfield players look like when they come back from injury. Especially after a prolonged injury like that. Maybe not after like one or two months, they could like just sort straight back in and, and get back to back to the way they were. But yeah, after like a year out, it's tough. But anyway, that's why his L15 is so low now. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, that Ren team, didn't they almost win the league actually that, that year? Probably. You think I would and now they're it. and now they're not all there for that reason. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, when you lose Kamavinga what Doku probably didn't even play that much back then. Also, Laird, I want to throw out on that 240 lineup. I love you shoehorning um the goalkeeper you won into there that you should have sold just to try to redefend yourself for not selling it. I mean, he had to play that lineup if he sold him, right? Yeah, no. Was he couldn't play that lineup if he'd sold the goalkeeper. So now if the lineup wins <laughs> and then hits like a super rare because he literally wins a division, it's all because he didn't sell the goalkeeper. <laughs> and this is Thank how we get much. And this is how we get 450 rare cards and use them once every two and a half months. <laughs> oh, I literally and said one to super rare. Just before we started, I said to Ed, I want to sell up. I want to start again. I've I've got it all wrong because when I joined, like I missed out on the early adoption. So I missed out on like all the free money that everyone got. And then I also missed, like, I came too early for the crash. Like, and now I, f I feel like if I started again now, like, if I just deleted everything and pretended it didn't exist and just took back what I got and started again. And what I've mentioned this before, and I, I know Led's viewpoint on this, but it's like, I think I would just be a really good, like, ROI SO5 player. And I think it would be heavily based around collections. And I'd like the capital to rebuild into, like, like the Premier League thing that we've got now. And we know another one's coming. I want, like, five Premier League limited and rare collections. Because I didn't think it would be as easy as it has been to win money out of the Premier League tournaments. Like the points were really, really low. But I also don't want to just go and buy two or three players to fill gaps to try and win that. I want like I want the full collections because if you've got let's say like top four teams in a Premier League, you got like, you don't have to have full collections, but good collections at limited and rare. And then you've also got some other like premium collections on the site for your all-star rare pro, your all-star rare, things like that. I honestly think like 20 ETH-ish will give you a really good foundation of like a massive return on that investment. But because of what I've already put in and I've got all of these dead cards that have value but are actually useless, I'm sitting there looking at my gallery and I'm like, yeah, it looks like it's worth a lot. But there's probably only like, like I don't know, maybe like 20 cards I look at and think these are the guys. And that's awful. And collections have ruined that. Because I spent so many yeah. months listening to Sean build the best guys. Just buy another player. Just buy another player. Just buy another player. I bought Carlos Hill. I bought this guy. I bought that guy. I bought both. <laughs> with Carlos Hill. And I'm like looking back now thinking, yeah, I shouldn't have done that. Should have built with a bit more strategy. How did the how were the collections ruining that? Because now I just want collections because they have oh, so much inherent right, value, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. He realized Sean was wrong. He's he right if you play on his strategy, which is like a genuine, like big budget where you can have not just the five best guys, but 20 best guys and pick from those to make your five. I'm like, I bought the five best guys. And then when one of them gets injured or, you know, is 
potentially going to jail for five years on drug charges and things like that. It's like, okay, I need another best five now. And then it's like that reinvestment. And I, I just kept looking at it like, and I kept buying the next guy. Like, you know, the MLS season ended. Hill went like last year. Hill is now out of action. So I went and bought like Romulo. And now Romulo got injured, ACL tear. Now I had to go and buy another. And I just kept picking up these really expensive cards to fill a gap with no actual strategy of like why I bought them. Do they have synergy with anyone like or anything? And so I'm just left with a gallery just full of reasonable trash. And I'd rather like, <laughs> I'd rather like 30 collections instead. Do you know do you know what the bigger problem with what you just said there too is? Like I I, I was complaining to Laird about it last night. Um, like looking at your gallery, all those guys, like when you moved on from Romolu, you know, you paid a lot, now he got hurt. If you would have gotten like right away, you know, you still probably could have gotten what like 50 to 60% of what you paid. Yeah. Instead, you're like, I can't sell him now. I'm gonna wait a year yeah. for him to go. Until now, he retires. You know, obviously, <laughs> right, or goes uncovered, or who knows. But, like, we really got to get, like, with that strategy. And I just pulled up Sean's gallery for the point. Sean currently is sitting on 807 rare cards, 438 super rare cards. The last time I checked, that's a few more cards than you can play. Yeah. Yeah, it is, yeah. But, like, we need to be, like, getting out of these cards. Yeah. Like, we, like I was telling Laird, like, I'm like so pissed because like it was my own laziness. I won this card. I don't know what to do with it. I'm like, ah, I might use them in a cat mode eventually. But I could also just use somebody I buy with that money that fits my gallery better in a cat mode as well. Or add in my collection so that the guy I do use in my cat mode has more XP. That makes a lot yeah. more sense than this random second league French guy that I've never heard of. And I'm like, ah, you know, two years ago he scored 100. I'm, I, I'm, I just get so caught up on like potential upside versus downside like if a car if i win a card and he's worth like 15 dollars yeah i'm like even if he goes down it might be 12 dollars or 10 dollars or even eight dollars i'd rather just keep him than sell him for that in yep. case he's worth 50 or 100 dollars right yep i i kid you not so i started like selling i think i listed like 20 cards last night i sold two big win oh and i was going i was going to the bots too and like checking them so this one guy won as like a tier five He's worth like six bucks. The bots offered me four. <laughs> what am I going to do with that four dollars? And then I looked, I literally saw him drop a hundred like two and a half years ago. And I, that was my justification that maybe he's good. <laughs> maybe. Maybe he just needs the right transfer, right? Or the manager that gives <laughs> the, him the set funniest pieces. Thing, the funniest thing is, I think he's a defender. But I thought he was a midfielder. I looked at all the positions he's played. He's played like six positions for them. He also plays a lot of the bench position. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, what am I doing? But literally, I got the little counter offers for four bucks. I'm like, I what, what if he goes up to ten? That's what and, then, and, and then then you'll be like, what if he goes up to twenty? And then you'll just be. 20? And that's what I'm saying. That's what my gallery is full of. All of these guys. That what if? I've got a lot of what if guys. And I just wish I didn't have them. I wish I just had all collections so that I look at a guy that's worth $8 and I don't look at him and think, man, I should sell him for $8. I look at him and think he's an integral part of this system because he provides <laughs> towards the percent of the good guys. So it's okay that he's worth nothing and doesn't get played because he, like his, his service is boosting the score of the guy who is good. So I'm all right with that. I... 
absolutely love that you guys think you own cards that are going to be more valuable in the future. <laughs> Paul, can you look at Raul's comment right there at 922? The optimism. What if it goes to zero? Raul, it will go to zero when he is bagging groceries. Yeah, when he retires, <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's good. I literally have never heard of this guy. And now I'm like justifying that I don't need this four bucks. Nep, I legitimately had the same thought this week. Like, what if I only had collections? And I don't I don't have an answer. So the only reason why I don't is what you described. That I have like, I think I have good cards that can help me win rewards. Then again, then when I finally win rewards, they're terrible. But what, yeah, it, it just feels like with collections, and I think we, we as like Sora players kind of misrepresent what it means to have great cards. Like we think we have great cards, but you forget that in order for great cards to be great lineups, they all have to have like the great matchups in the same week. So it feels like you're like, okay, I bought these five guys for whatever lineup and then you look and you're like oh all right we're going to challenger this week oh this guy's home against psv this week and you're just like that's not great and then like three of them have really good matchups and it just like doesn't work out whereas if you just had collection like enough collections yep and that I, way I, the response with, with it comes back to like sean where sean's like no no, no. if you just have every elite card yeah. Then you will have five with good matchups. It's like okay, yeah, and you will. I yeah, do that. And that's but the, again, the thing. The collections, the matchups are there at some point. Yeah, and uh, the the thing with like the <clears throat> the potential strategies. One of the things I love about so rare is that there's no one shoe fits all, one size fits all. Like there are so many different ways you can play this game. But one of the things I hate about so rare is that you see other people's success with playing a different way to what you're playing, and so you start like going down that little rabbit hole a little bit, not enough to fully commit to it. Yeah. And then you see another guy and you're like, yeah, let me try it. And then yeah, you end up with a gallery. Yeah. yeah, you just end up with a gallery where you've got no strategy at all. And that's why I like collections because like, if I just had collections, I could work really well. And like when I win a reward, like now I'm, if it's not part of a collection, just sell it to build towards the next collection that I've got. But now I win a reward, a guy I've never heard of in my life and I'm immediately attached to him just in case. And he's my best friend all of a sudden. I'm like, I can't sell this guy. And like I always said, like Josh always says to me, Would you but would you have gone and bought him? Never in a million years. But now that I've won him, I can't feasibly sell him just and in case. The best part is you'll you would never even know him exists because there's no filter on so rare data, no matter how <laughs> you flick it, that he will pop up and you will go, I want this guy. And yeah, I want that guy. Yeah. <laughs> You're just like, I literally, he's one of those cards. I don't know if you guys have ever done this. Like on like player finder, you're looking for cards. Who in the hell would own this card? And you're like, oh, I do. (laughs) So and about what you said, Nep, like seeing strategies and being like, oh, that works. And that works. And I think one of the things we don't or enough people don't do is like figuring out whether that's actually a strategy that worked or they just like happened to get lucky that week. But like you have to get lucky anytime that you get a big reward. Like there's usually yeah. a ton of luck involved in it. And so I I understand the whole, and th- the collection thing is actually different than stacking, but I think we generally think of them together. Like if you have big collections, you're probably, you know, somebody at home against you been like, all right, I'm going to play those five guys from this collection. But 
for most players who are not competing for stars and tier ones, like every single game week, you're probably better off trying to luck box the collection lineup and just go from there. And that's what I like. I keep thinking of that over and over and it's infuriating because I, I think it's the right answer and I know there's no way I would do it just based on like what I own already and where I've gone from that. So sorry, keep going. No, I was going to say, do you know what the best part about what you just said and the complete fallacy of what you're doing is that definitely works because you, you align the matchups, but genius up here decided to build a collection of players all not on the same team anymore. <laughs> See, I, 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 I don't mind that, that either. Right? No. <laughs> In, in terms of like the luck boxing thing, so like LDU Keto, they had a really easy away game just before the international break. And the lineup was pretty secure because there was already some injuries known. There was a suspension known and n almost none of them play internationally. So they always just field a strong lineup. And you could have fit a winning lineup. Like the goalkeeper got 72. The best defender that always scores well got 62. Their best midfielder got 81. And their striker got 60, although he, he has like three cards in the whole game. But you look at like teams like that and you think it doesn't matter where you put that. You could put that in 220 and you're winning a good reward. And you could put it in 220 because you you kind of know who's going to be playing. You put it in 240, you're definitely getting threshold and probably a reward. You put it in 270, you're probably getting a reward. You could even put that in like Champion America Rare and you're probably getting a good reward. And that's why like uh, Parrot Press asked like, where would I play them? Ev literally everywhere. Some of them stacking, like I, th I think what you say, Led, if you're at home to UPenn and you've got Feyenoord collection, just throw them all in there. Because if they hit, you are literally winning. Yeah. And you'd be foolish to spread them in different places. And my one of my first game weeks this week, this year, with my Feyenoord collection, I was paranoid. They had a home game against the newly promoted team and they got like 600s in the team. And I've got one in this lineup and one in that lineup and one in that lineup and two in that. And I'm like... Why didn't like what a stupid move to not just put them together in that match? Put like okay, when they've got an away game against you know Twente or something, yeah, spread them out. Like you put them in different like priority places. But I think if you've got enough collections, especially if, you know, if we just look at like limited, where it's a lot easier to move into collections and and indeed out of them, and a lot easier to get that ROI on them as well. You can have like let's say like a who's like a like a Villa right Aston Villa. They're going to struggle against Arsenal, Liverpool, City, probably United um, and, and whatnots. But they're going to slap against all of those bottom half tables. And so you can put them in like 220 or 240. And then when they've got at home to Luton, All-Star Limited. And if you've got like two, like my, my, my ultimate goal when I started into collections and I've kind of lent away from it because of FC24 taking up like ridiculously large portions of my day at the moment. And I, I can't give any time to Sobre, it's painful, but... My ultimate goal was to have the top, top like, or, or like three or four collections from every major division at limited level to just allow me to fill up all those limited, uh, like tournaments every week with real priority matchups. And I, I still think it's a really efficient way to play this game. 100% agree. You, you look, uh, Larry, you, you look bugged. I think he's totally right. <laughs> and, and so now and now you're now you now you're in collection i'm sitting i'm i actually don't mind that at all 
um, like that. Yeah, that part I don't mind. Um, it's just, yeah, I just keep thinking of the the reason to stack, not even collections, but like we were saying, like the reason to stack is if they have like a great matchup, yep. then you have a player in the best matchup possible. It doesn't mean they're a great player, but like they could score. And I remember Nanzo said years ago, like, do you want to stack or sorry, one of the reasons for st stacking is like, you only need to know one team. And so like all the news, if you have a thousand players and you got to know, and but if you have one team, then that's it. And it's easier to predict the lineup. And Nanzo said something like, do you want to make, do you want to, do you want to make it easy or do you want to win? And it's like, I think we've seen enough where stacks win and they may not win as much as five guys from totally different teams, but it's also easier for someone like Nanzo to say like, no, 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 you should play the five best cards because he has the five best cards. Right. And for most of us, when we don't, maybe it is. And like, I'm okay winning tier twos and threes, except for that bullshit I won last week. <laughs> um, but but like I'm okay with that, with the upside of like first place. Like you can, you can get there if they happen to just smash. We've seen it with like the, the Dynamo this year. Like early on, nobody thought they were this good, and it's successful. And the fact that you literally can get up to five percent more on your scores because you happen to own all these cards, it makes it a little easier to compete and. So the, Pico's the, exactly uh, right here. I'm sitting here calculating how to get out of my gallery. The, the so, person who won no, the, no. the tournament last week and won the 800 pounds, the Premier League tournament, Man has United. got Man United stack my, and a Man United collection, but with last season's Bruno Fernandez. And the person who won the rare has got the Arsenal collection with Onana and Rashford from his Man United collection. And it's two collections that have finished first. And I'm absolutely certain that at least in the limited side of things, how, how many points ahead did he finish? 1.44 points. It was his percentage. collection that won him first place and ended up netting him £400. Now, of course, only one person can win that. We can't all have all these collections and all be sitting there going, look at me with my £800. But the one time you get that chance to win that, you have to win it. And that's what I mean about having like four teams from like Premier League. That's four four home games against Luton and four away games against Luton. That's four home games against Sheffield United and Burnley and all of these. You know, you're looking at like, you're really maximizing your chance of hitting those game weeks where you have that opportunity to win a reward and give, it just gives like humongous ROI on that point. Which is why we all play the game. Nobody cares about the cards. We all just want the money. Well, so... Go ahead. Um, I, was I wanted to avoid anybody's built collections I, from rewards. I am going to plead the fifth. Because you have offers out right now? No, because <laughs> I have some terrible collect. Dude, I have a San Jose Earthquakes collection, Mike. I'll speak to you. That was built. Wait, go ahead, Laird, before I say it. What? I don't. You, you did not start building that collection. Um, to have a, like, you had a card from that team, won a jersey mint, and then you were like, oh, I'm going to make the one card I had before better with a collection. You didn't go and, and I have like, like nine guys. I have but, back but now you do. But they're I all, have... yeah, but, but 
that is a collection made to boost one guy. It's, but it's not because I'm like now just have the collection bug and I. But, but now, like a, right, right. But I'm saying you started it to be like I'm gonna, I'm doing it to boost this one card that I already had, which I think is different than I think this team is good and I'm gonna build a collection based off of that. Yeah, but his exact question was, "Have you won a reward that you built a collection from?" And that's literally, and the, the best part is <clears throat> what caused the collection is a terrible player that I just happened to win the jersey man. I'm like, oh. Look at this. Oh, I already have another guy that I wanted there. And then Sawyer's like, hey, here's a Jamiro Montero reward. Now what do you think? And I'm like, oh, I'm in. Yeah. I'm in. I guess I guess the way I looked at it is the reward starting the collection, which yours did which not. Kind of did, which it sort of did, though. I think I, th- I definitely have one. I, I won Batarina from Zagreb, and I've been interested in Zagreb anyway. And so now that I've won him, I'm like, I really should just start building into this collection. Mm-hmm. But to do that, I need to win, and I'm not. DJ said, in the past few months, I've won three Seattle Sounders cards. It makes me think I need to buy them yep. all in limited, and it's like Absolutely. 40 pounds. DJ, the Absolutely. real question is, why on earth are you not already a sound- full Sounders collector? And and honestly, it was like, two, they're out now, but two weeks ago, the home playoff game, they had two, uh, I think they had two home playoff games. They had two out three, shutouts. Yeah. They were both shutouts. You would have won, <laughs> you would have won more than 40 pounds. On those two games alone. So, <clears throat> so Josh says, I do think going full collections will one. restrict you somewhat. Like a non-collection Romulo, Romulo, excuse me, will outscore your collection piece more often than that. The problem is, you need the four other guys who are in that Romulo coll- exactly. or lineup to outscore your collection. And like, I'm not saying that collections are going to outscore. I don't even know what to call a non-collection no, lineup. Just call, so just call a Nanzo or PSU ultimate lineup. Like, you're but like not you're, we're not, that. we're not realistically making collection lineups that are going to compete for first place every week. Like, we're it's just not. You, you, it's it's really hard to do that without a uh, seemingly unlimited budget. And so, like, Romelu might outscore, yeah, one of my players, but like, you need four others. And at that point, your lineup is worth m- more than my four collections, and maybe one of my collections goes off next week. Yeah. Or we win the same Or thing. it gives you like what Nep's saying. You have like twenty collections, or you have multiple Premier League collections, and maybe you're going, "All right, I've got Palace at home versus Luton. I like goalkeeper. I like my center backs. I don't really like my attackers unless like like with without Eze or Elise. If like they're both hurt, like you just are like I don't trust anybody on the attack." But I have this Arsenal collection, and they are – I'm trying to think of – like they're home to Brighton, and I don't think they're going to keep a sheet versus Brighton, but I think they could score four goals. So I'm going to go ahead and load up Saka. I'm going to play Gabi Jesus or Martinelli or whatever. So you can, like, mix and match the collections. You can go, this is a great offensive matchup, so I'm going to use my attackers. Here's my great defensive matchup here. But, again, you have that correlation already built yeah. in because of the collection. Yeah, that, that's the other great thing. Like, Houston – they need a striker, right? Like Bassi is Corey Baird's not doing for you. Corey, Corey Baird's Baird? it. Nah, like they're they're just bad. And and if Bassi wasn't on pens, I think he has like three goals in like seven years. Yep. You know, it's, it's like really bad. He's awful. But Clark, okay, maybe he's a little bit old. Maybe he's got another year or two left in him. I don't know. But Clark, Griffin Dorsey, I like Sviachenko. I think next next yep. season is going to be good for him and Herrera. Those three, especially at home, you bank on those every single time. 
Then you just need to find that collection that you've got in the MLS or, or like the Americas region where you've got the two attackers. And, you know, River have actually got some really on-fire attackers right now. Ezekiel Barco is starting to do really well after moving from the MLS last season. He's like finally found his feet. Yep. And, and it's like, yeah, it, here's where it's like if you had like three or four Americas collections, yep. you've got every every Houston home game, you're like, boom, that's part of that that team. And then every Houston away game, you maybe put them in like 240 and just try and scrape yep. some ETH off of their, their bad performance. Nip, you'll love this. Sorry, this is like off, off sober topic, but they were on Extra Time. It's a MLS show here. They were talking about Houston. They're like, Nelson Quinones, who's the winger for Houston, they're like, he makes the wrong decision in the attacking third every time. <laughs> he has got potential, though. He is good. Oh, no, no. He's he's really good, but I just thought it was hilarious. I just was cracking up because yeah. like, to what you're saying is this. They make they play this beautiful football, and then as soon as they get to the attacking third, yeah. whatever the correct decision is, their team is yeah. not going to do it. Yeah, that's right. It is true. It is true. Mike Basson said, so rather than just buy all the best cards, we're advocating buying all the cards from every team, bar the shit ones. So no, no, no. Okay. You, have to get yeah. the, you have to get the crap ones as well. I also I also want to add on to that is I'm also saying like where a lot of us are and like the three of us are kind of complaining that we have all these cards that we've like held on to for various reasons for no good reason, really. But if you switch them out for somebody in your collection, you know, you did like a trade or something like that. Well, now they actually have use. Like they're, even if you're not using them, maybe you eventually do get to a spot that they, that, you know, they, they get thrust into a starting spot and they're actually good. Something like that, but at least even if they're sitting on your bench, they're actually adding something. Yeah. You know, my my random second league French guy that I've been making fun of that I you know should have taken four dollars from, he's not helping anybody. Like there's nothing yeah. that's being helped in my yeah. gallery. I'm never gonna play him in anything. He's I'm never gonna build a collection of his guy. Like, why is he there? Oh, because there's a chance in two years he might be worth ten dollars. Yeah. But more likely we're zero. Yeah, I, I agree. But mo- mo- going to uh Parrot Press's comment before as well. If I had five champ, five challenger, five America, five Asia, five second division, I wonder how many years it takes to get back even. This is where the collection game, and why I love talking about collections with you guys and on, on this show, is not just about SO5 returning. If you buy into Asia regions and you know they have like 700 men per squad, right? It's likely that your one of your guys is going to go to the um the army squad. So one of those guys that never plays all of a sudden is a starting guy. You know, the goalkeepers, they get rotated like crazy. And it, it is about, like we've talked about in previous shows, it's about when a player gets a big uptick in value, selling them off. And even if that means you lose 1% on your collection bonus, but you you bring back a big portion of that collection investment, it reduces the need to win in SO5. And then when you see teams like Arsenal, Man United, Liverpool, Chelsea, uh, Man City... And where their pieces have gone at the end of each season, you get massive amount of either utility or sellability from that. And then yep. if you see champion Challenge Europe, yeah, okay, you get the Challenge Europe guy that goes up to Champion Europe and fails, but you get so many players that leave like Feyenoord and Ajax and go to like here and Veen and just start slapping. Where you're like, yep. okay, now I've got another really sick piece to either sell on or yield from in terms of cards. And it's like, no matter where you look, you know, the MLS guys, if they go to um, Asia or Brazil or anything like that, they usually perform better there. 
you've got those superstars that come from like Venezuela to the MLS and they start performing well there. It's like there's so much more value in having that whole collection, but managing that collection. So when something works in that positive, selling it off, maybe buying it back when that hype dies down or maybe leaning into a brand new collection off the back of it. What do you guys think about this comment about <clears throat> whether you should buy 10, 15 pound rare cards or $150 one? Uh, I mean, if you're doing a collection, it should be all. Because that 150 pound guy you probably need for that collection to yield because it's probably their best player. No, no, no. I don't think it's necessarily for collection. It's more like, do I buy 10 cards that help my collection or should I just buy one really good player who's completely unrelated, but he's actually better than everyone in my collection? I mean, the problem, at least I would see with that comment, is your $150 guy is probably not elite, elite, elite. Like he's probably not where, like matchup proof where you're playing him all the time. So you're going to have those 30, 40% of games that you really don't feel that great about him. But because you spent the money, now you feel like you have to play him. Whereas, you know, those, the, all those like 10, 15 pound guys, they can fit into your cat modes where, you know, you can work it out. And then when it does all the stars align and your, your FC soul home towards, I, I don't know, Korea that well but the bottom table like the team's already relegated they brought their youth guys they're just going to get killed like then you can can you know kind of just push them out and have a really good shot of of doing something special I mean I, that's how I would do it so I would lean towards that 10 15 yeah. guys but but if you're like all right do I build a whole collection or do I pick up Kimmich and Sané like if that's like different math I I, I think uh when people talk about the collections, like, you know, you say you need all the stars to align for like a collection to go off. You need all the stars to align for your best five. Like, you could literally pick the best five players on the platform. If I gave you unlimited budget and said build an all-star rare pro team for next week, you probably aren't going to win. Yep. We did that on LTO, like, months ago. We did the whole, here's the five best players at each position. Yeah. For, I think we did Camp Europe. And, like, I think it... They almost never win. I think it was podiumed one time in like yeah. three months. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I think people just really underestimate the fact that having five or eight like really good players also requires them to have good matchups in the same week <laughs> for them to pay off. Like you're not buying elite players to come up short because like one of them is away to Arsenal that week. And you're yep. just like, oh all right, what do I do now? And it's like, well, you're stuck because you've. Yeah. And then, and then carrying on to the cat point, if they all have really good XP because of the collection, well, now if they're not in the greatest matchup, but you can pull them into 240, you lowered that bar to beat the game. Yeah. And so now, you know, you can still get use out of them, even if it's not the week that you're expecting to win a card or have yeah. a podium sweat. And then if they do go off, you could still. Right, right. And then <laughs> if, if they're away to Arsenal, you played your Palace collection and Arsenal gets a red card in the first five minutes. Yeah. Well, there you go. Happy days. Everything changed. Um, I thought, I think, my, my, thank you. <laughs> that was literally yeah. the question. I like that, that yeah. my question. He said, the majority think, of us aren't able to buy multiple collections up to 5% for multiple teams. And of course, season on season. So, what do you advise in those circumstances? Is there a minimum yeah. percentage sufficient to reach? I mean, it's, that's that's a personal thing. I think three percent is pretty easy to get. Yeah, but I also think that if you like, if you're buying a collection in the first place, you need the players that play, and they're like eighty percent of the total price of the whole collection. 
So once you've got that anyway, those like 50 cent guys and $1 guys, you, you can even just pick them up over time, you know, just go, every time just go to the auction, just put like a $1 bid on all of them. And if you get them, great. And if you don't, try again next time they get like like listed onto the auction house, right? Um, I, but I agree. I think 3% is really easy to get to. And I actually think 4% after 90 days is really easy mm -hmm. to get to as well. After it's 90 days. Yeah, it's that 5% that, that takes the takes the hit. And no. 90 days is just the longest. It's just oh. an eternity. Just I'm imagine three years ago that still hasn't hit the 90 days. <laughs> <laughs> just imagine, just imagine the, the microtransaction thing like we talked about last week. Like if you could just spend that 10 bucks to take away the 90 days. I'll for like the whole collection. Yeah. Yeah. Three percent is good. And, and like, you know, th this is like when I used to wax lyrical about collections, the beautiful thing about that 3% is it compounds, right? Because you get the XP quicker, which means you move up the levels quicker. You get even more points from that, which like, and, and so on and so forth. And it just gives you when you win the Premier League thing by 1.44 points, that 3% makes all of the difference. So, Nep, I, I have a off collection topic. And I just, I know Laird's answer because we are sickos and talk about it and do it over Laird, you'll hear it and you'll agree. Just, just don't worry. <laughs> I just had so to like, do that for dramatic effect. <laughs> I knew exactly. Yeah. So when you are getting an offer on a card in chat, feel free to join in this too. Like right now, I just say I had a little counter offers going on. I, I want 0 0.075 for the card eat. So I want like 155 bucks. And the guy like just doubled down on his 0 0.0725. So we're like five bucks away. How many times do you counter back at your thing? Like I, part of me is like, F you. I'm going to go ahead and just, I'm sticking to my guns. But I don't need this player. I just I'm never going to play him. It, like, uh, it, like it, it's it. It depends, like because there, there's a power dynamic, right? There's a power dynamic. If this guy wants the card, if you like, if he started at like, what did he start at, like hundred or like point six, point six five, point zero seven, point zero seven. I mean, okay, and then you asked for point seven five, and he came back with point seven two five. Oh, I mean that, that that that's way too reasonable. No, I came down like two bucks on my first. Oh, okay, paper. but he he is going to buy this card off of you. So if you now reject, he'll just come back with what you want because he will, he has that internal fear of missing out, knowing that somebody else might not accept this offer or might not have this chance. And if somebody else buys this card from you whilst he's trying to, he'll be livid that he didn't spend the extra few dollars to get it. I feel like that is the common sense approach. And then there's what actually happens. And then there's so rare reality, yeah. <laughs> Where what actually will happen is I will reject this this guy will go somewhere else. He'll find some other, or I've had this happen way too many times. He just decides he doesn't want that card anymore. And he goes on a completely different player and never happens again. And in two weeks, my guy will be worth like 0.04. And yeah, now I will fair. remember, and now I'll remember that I Wait, rejected yeah. 0.0725. And I will never sell this guy. And then I will still complain. I'll come back on here and say, I've had a guy for three years and he still isn't at his 90 day bonus because I keep trying. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. Laird, I, I know. know you do that. I, Laird, I, I didn't even need to ask Laird that question because Laird literally, he has a whole gallery full of guys that he should have sold and it was like $2 off and now they're on his gallery for us. I was going to say, if you just look through my gallery and see what the value of cards are and add like 28%. <laughs> 
to the value of every card. I've gotten an offer for that and refused it. The worst the worst I mean, is when I have an off when I offer somebody something and they reject and they haggle and they reject and they haggle and I just decide to not buy it. And then like six hours later, I see them sell that card for like forty dollars less than I offered them to somebody else. I'm like, wait. Come on, man. What's happening here? And then I'm like, all right, so that's now his new price. So let me try and go and buy him. And then his new price is like 3x what he just sold for. And I'm like, well, now I just kind of get him anyway. So, yeah. I, I By the way, I, I sold it. Thank you guys for the, the, the talk there. Did you reject I the just, offer and he came back? No, 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 no. Absolutely not. I, I, I realized by saying it out loud what was actually about to happen, which is I was about to be on that card for the next three years. Yeah. If I said no right now. Ben said this happened to him last Thursday. He was selling a rare for $26. Guy kept offering him 19 and wouldn't go higher. I just rejected it, and he bought the card for 26 right before the deadline. Your yeah. card or somebody else's? Oh, that's a good question. The so rare reality I know is he bought somebody else's for, oh, yeah. for 32 uh, Out of spite, if somebody is rejecting a very reasonable offer, I will, out of spite, pay like 5 or $10 more for a card that's yes. not theirs. And I'm just like, Definitely, yeah. I have done it. I know other people, by the way, because I I hate negotiating on Discord. I like to stealthily make crap offers and crap counter offers. I don't really like to do it to somebody's face. Um, I know people that love negotiating, and they will screenshot that they've paid somebody else more, send it to the person they're negotiating with, and go. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't like. I don't like the. Uh the discord no the, the discord negotiations either especially when they're like this is my final offer i'm like yeah okay that yeah. doesn't work for me and then i'll buy the card and they're like wait we could have discussed that more I'm like you just gave me your final offer you final, told me final yeah. offer is the biggest lie in so rare it is yeah it's the lowest i'll go okay i'll go somewhere else it's like the car dealership you you walk out and they come running to you oh don't, don't go out the door wait let's yeah. stop yeah, let's talk. Let's talk. We can throw in this. Let's talk about this horrible card that you have of this guy who is so bad and is likely to get <laughs> injured or transferred to a place he'll never play. I'd like to buy that card, please. Scosmo said, it's my final offer, if you'll accept it. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Uh, <clears throat> I, had a, um, I had a really bad offer. Via, like, like Sometimes like when you get unsolicited offers for cards that aren't listed... I immediately get excited. I love it. Because I'm like, okay, this guy's got some potential of doing something. He's getting transferred or something. And uh, this guy offered me like four absolute useless cards for a super rare striker that I've got. That Like, obviously, he's an MLS guy. Their season's ended. He's got no chance. But maybe he's going somewhere. I don't know. So I Googled his name. And there's no like transfer news or anything. And I was like, oh, I got really excited. But this guy offered me four piles of absolute crap. Mm. I rejected it. Did the research on him. Got another email notification about so rare. Another email notification. This guy's just trying to give his four cards to me for anything I'm willing to trade. He's like tried to trade them with like seven different pieces of my gallery. I'm like, okay, I see what's happening here. So I had to block him. But <clears throat> yeah, I uh, I hate trades where people are like, hey, I've got these five terrible cards for your average card. Do you think that's worthwhile? And it's like, just look at my collections. If you just give me well, pieces of your crap gallery where I've got collections building are probably more likely to trade you, even if the ones are, are worthless, because it saves me doing the work. Like right now, I'd love to be able to, like if I've got like a $50 card and somebody's got $50 worth of a collection that I would happily take, 
I would happily trade it, but I just don't want to do the work for it. So if you do yeah. the work for me, yeah, you do. I'm happy to trade it. Yeah. Oh, by the way, what Josh has put in chat, I'm laughing because that that uh, I remember it very well, Josh. And I immediately, as soon as you didn't, I I pulled the NEP approach and like rejected like no. And then Josh didn't send another one. I'm like, ah, I done fucked up. <laughs> I just, as we were sitting here, I just got an offer for a card that I've owned for quite a while. It's a level 20 rare card Ooh, that I've owned that. for three years. I actually haven't even owned this card. It was given to me. It's for Marcelo, who used to play for Lyon, not like Real Madrid. Oh. <laughs> Guess how much do you think the offer was for? I have no idea. Ten, six bucks. Three dollars. One dollar. <laughs> what? What's it? What is his collection? Isn't the offer is too low, and I want more money? The same thing. Yes, I would think is. so. Um, his collection. How do I? Do I have to go to my collections? It's probably a decent collection, and now you're going to make me start some <laughs> start a collection. <laughs> Because of Marcella. No. Did that say I was first? Oh, no, one of. Um, actually, I think Nellis and Quinny did a, a collection video and included this in it. Because okay. there are decent players Why? in here. Um, like there's Joe Commanderson, Soleil. That Mark Alpha oh, yeah, in Brazil. Oh, look at that. Oh, my God. Wait a minute. This guy is the wrong one. Oh, no, this isn't one. it. Sorry. Sorry. Hold on. Hold on. That was the other one. And he, and, he, and Nep, he got a quick reminder of that Cherokee card he absolutely hates. Yeah. He, he, yeah. Cherokee had potential. Like He was one of those wonder kids, wasn't he? That was like, this kid's going to be the next best thing. And he it just hasn't lived up to it. New manager, new Cherokee. Anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, Lopez. This is, it was the other one that they talked about. That was Malagusto. Yeah. Cherokee again. Uh, Paqueta's doing well. Kakaray. doing well, yeah. There are some nice pieces there. Bruno G. You should buy into that collection. Also, Slimani, currently playing out in Brazil. What a god. Got a super rare Mem version of him if you want to buy it. And Memphis Depay is about to be really good in Saudi Arabia. No, it, it, no, no, no. He's going to end Qatar? up in like Qatar? UAE or Qatar. Yeah, he's not good. He's not going to go to Saudi. Anyway. Who, yeah, bit him up. So, last thing, I know we're running on time, but. By the way, it's sorry. Kind of if, if anybody out there is the one who sent that offer and I said, like, it's too low, $1,000 a card is yours. <laughs> so I think we've talked about this on this show before, but I just can't get over the fact that uh, Parrot Press said something like 30 minutes ago. I wouldn't be able to find it, but it it's bugged me the whole time, which is essentially, he was like, if you, um, whales can stash away cards that, you know, can eventually go to zero or shoot up and it doesn't matter. I would love to know like Nanzo or Sean. Actually, I know Sean's answer, which is essentially if you would have offered him that random tier five or five bucks, he would have just taken the five dollars. Yeah. So the whole is it is it not a fallacy then? Oh, a whale can just stash it away and wait. But if you would have given the guy, if it's if it's so rare, the rewards pool was here's your random league two guy for five bucks, or Here's five dollars. I think it's more down to the point that five dollars is just has it's more has more utility instantly, doesn't it? Because you can yeah. buy what you want, or you can put I can it go buy a collection. What you want. I can I can go <clears> buy <throat> five one dollar bench warmers for my collection. At least they will be useful. I, I don't know. 
that, that that's where I've been struggling with as I've like not sold rewards for a while. Yeah. So what what parrot press is there? It depends if you're a what if guy, or give me money now guy. I love but hate again because it makes me want to do it. The people that sell every reward they get no matter what. They just sell instantly. And there's a couple of guys that are in my community. One of them's like a, a big uh, villa fan. And um, he just sells literally everything because he's like, I don't want this. I want the cash to put it towards what I want. And I'm like, I wish I did that. Instead of like every time I get a reward being like, oh, let me make sure he's in a lineup next week just in case. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and then and then again, he just collects dust in your gallery. Yeah. yeah. And then he's on page six. Even on server data, he's way down there. Yeah. You never notice oh. him again. Since we're talking about server data, I have a request for a feature, Led. Can we just have a tab? When we when you go into lineup builder and you see all of those players, and I know you can filter things out, just get, let me delete players from that list one by one. So I can like leave the players that I'm like deliberating over there. Because sometimes they're not all in the like sometimes there's a triple A guy that I'm like, yeah, he could be good. But then there's a B guy that I'm like, okay, I think I know better than Sarah Data. And I think he's actually potentially going into this lineup. And I'd just like to see them together to kind of deliberate. That'd be fun. Thanks. You just want to like hide guys, basically? Yeah, basically, yeah. <clears throat> I haven't asked for anything for a while Yo, ago, So I think it's still I know. <laughs> absolutely that, fair. Absolutely that fair. part of the bingo card has not been filled out for a long time. It's been a while. It's been a while. You're right. You're right. <laughs> Uh, well, on that note, I'm going to end us so I can go build that uh, for now. I'll <laughs> uh, get right on that here. And so thank you, everybody, for joining. If you could please like, subscribe, all that good stuff. Shout out to Quinny. Um, we, I don't think, did we even, well, I guess we talked about the uh, actual topic today that yeah, we we're still very much interested in talking about for days. So <clears throat> thank you to everybody and good luck with your collections.